0: Welcome to Stacked Keys Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Stackhouse. This is a podcast to feature women who are impressive in the work world or in raising a family or who have hobbies that make us all feel encouraged. Want to hear what makes these women passionate to get up in the morning or what maybe they wish they'd known a little bit earlier in their lives? Grab your keys and stomp to your own drum. This episode features Susie Stewart-Gandy. What a go-getter she is, and she seems to have more than 24 hours in a day. She's been a part of YMCA camps for years, and she left Alabama and went to North Carolina. You know people who seem like they've been a leader basically their whole lives? Well, that's Susie. She believes that kids can be creative, and she says that they truly want to be responsible and independent. They just need our help to get there. She loves being the person that kids come to when they need a little bit of extra help one-on-one, and she loves to mentor her workers. The big takeaway that I had from this particular conversation is involving swimming. There's a whole lot of peer pressure that happens around water. Parents, kids need to know how to swim. Susie also talks about some other peer pressures and has some advice for both adults and for kids. If you see something that needs to be done, take the initiative and get it done. Join me now with our conversation. Well, hi. I am here with somebody that I have known for lots of years. I probably should have calculated how many, but I am here (laughs) with (laughs) Susie Gandy. Yes. And I guess I have to back up a little bit. It would be Susie Stewart Gandy. Um, And I am delighted to be here. We're in North Carolina. Yes. So, hi, Susie. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm great. So awesome. I know that you are involved in a camp here in North Carolina. So how about introducing yourself as to what you're doing now and, and who you are?
1: Well, currently, right now, um, I've lived in North Carolina for the last three years. Um, I moved up here specifically to um, come and help grow uh, YMCA Camp Kirkwood and um, to run these summer camp programs and the daily operations um, and train the staff, um, train the lifeguards, um, and be 100% involved in what camp is, especially during the summertime, because um, that is our main focus right now is summer camp, um, overnight camp, and um, day camp, and currently we start a new program called Adventure Camp.
0: Oh, wow. Um, That's up your alley.
1: Oh, yeah. It's so cool because the kids, they camp out all week long um, in tents. And so they don't they don't stay in the cabins like the other kids do. Um, and we go canoeing down the river and do, like, some survival stuff on the river. And then we do another fun field trip where they go paddle boarding out on the um, beach. We're not too far from um, Wrightsville Beach, about 30-minute drive from here. So, um Kind of a coastal camp, sort of. Trying to get more involved with that. but
0: Yeah, I saw yeah. your board leaning up there when I came in. Yeah, that. yeah. Is something you had done before? Is that something, you, the skill you picked up when you I, came no, here?
1: Yeah, I, I started surfing when I moved here, or trying to surf. I'm not very good at it. Um, I don't get a whole lot of opportunity to go out and surf, but when I do, um, I mean, I can at least stand up and ride the wave. I can't do any, like, cool tricks or anything. But um, I, I picked up surfing when I moved here. Cause well, I was like, oh, you know, that's a thing here. So this is a kind of a, we're close to a surfing town. So, yeah. And you've been in camp life um, uh, for my whole forever. Life, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so I started going to camp, um, when I was eight years old at, um, YMCA camp Chandler in Wetumpka, Alabama started going there as a camper. Um, grew up going there. Um, I was at LIT, which is a leader in training, um, and then they hired me on as a staff member, and I worked there for a really long time. Um, I became the waterfront director there when I was 21, I think. It's hard to keep up with the years yeah, now. And then they fly. Um, yeah. And then I was the interim director one year. Um, I was 24 at the time, and I ran camp. Um, so – and then – moved up here afterward Um, wow all right so so.
0: you you went to school is this what you thought you would oh absolutely no what direction were you headed I,
1: I was headed in more of a what I thought was you know uh event planning and uh like photography type side which I still do those things to an extent um kind of sort of not so much photography but camp has a lot of event planning side of things to it um so school did help with that sort right um but I I didn't think of camping as a career until I worked for um my current uh supervisor Luke Dooley um he was like you're good at this and you this is what you need to do and I was like okay so I just went with it and ran with it it
0: impacts so many aspects of growing up and right and elements that wind up really launching young people right what do you see what do you think about well
1: I think I think what's so important about camp now is that there are so many kids and technology that just kind of keeps kids cooped up inside and even schools are slowly getting to more that direction of trying to keep kids inside. And and camp is just pure outdoors. And I think it's so important for kids to learn how to get outside and um, learn how to make their own fun in a way. Um, obviously, we do provide activities, but there are times where the kids have to get creative. And, you know, they actually – um, have to use their own minds in order to come up with what they want to do um, and how their day wants to go. Um, so resident camp here, or overnight camp, um, the kids, they get to make their own schedule. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's not just a it's not just robotic like, line. Right, right. It's like here, so Sunday they get here and they get to decide um, what, activities they want to do throughout the day there are some things that are a little bit more structured but um, I think giving the kids their own freedom to decide what they want to do with their time um, kind of helps them start with the mindset of being a little more independent Um, independence is something that they learn a lot here um, You'd be surprised about how, how many parents are like, oh, my gosh, they made their own bed? Like, what? Um, really? So it's, just it's unreal. So foreign it's, concepts for the parents? Right. There's some things that the parents are so blown away. They're like, how did you get them to clean up? And how do you get them to do, I mean, anything? And it's just like, you know, you just got to figure out a way to make it fun, for yeah. one, for them, and show them that, I mean, kids want to be responsible. You like, think so? Yeah, I think, I think that kids really do. I think that they want to learn how to be responsible and how to be independent. And um, camp provides that for them. To so whereas sometimes at home, I feel like, you know, parents want to be all, like, I want to hold your hand the whole way. Like kids want to be independent, I think. And
0: I think that's important. So this is a safe environment To to do that Do a lot of the kids come in with their buddies Or do you have a lot of kids that you've seen Branch out on their own We We've seen a little bit
1: of everything um, We've seen cabins fill up completely With everybody that knows each other um, And then We've seen you know some kids Like completely come By themselves And not knowing anybody um, Just this last week at camp Um, I have a boy who's this is his second year but he has autism Um, and but he comes by himself he doesn't know anybody Um, but obviously this year he knew some of the staff and he remembered who we were Um, and that was fun just because of the impact we had on him Um, but he learns so much coming here Oh, I imagine. Would um, you know, So does he just
0: blend right in? Oh, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and do you have to make some accommodations along the way? Or? Th- as far as accommodations, you know, we have to, with
1: a child with special needs, um, you know, we have to have a staff member a little more one-on-one yeah. um, with him. So there will be times where we kind of rotate out, like, hey, I'll be with him, you know, for the, for this day or something like that. Um he really he really opens up with me a lot. Um so anytime he was feeling down, you know, um he would come and he would talk to me or if he was upset about something. Um you know, he was like my little buddy, so yeah. Um he's he's great. Um but I love being able to be that person for somebody else. Um, especially a kid with special needs, but any kid really. Um and when my counselors are out doing the activities, you know, they're they're with a whole big group of kids, um, you know, and their attention has to be on everyone. To right. whereas I can come, and if my counselors needed more assistance, you know, I can come and kind of give that a child, you know, more one-on-one.
0: Yeah, you to can zero my in, on right? Whatever that need is, right? Well, that also makes me kind of think that this is a huge job in Mm. pulling in different sociology psychology you know first aid I mean you you have to have an array of skills yourself right How, how did you prepare look back on your life with me and kind of think through some of those things that you didn't know would cross into career needs wow well I mean so growing up at camp
1: one helped in becoming a staff member um you know I did get was prepared for you know first aid lifeguarding um CPR all of those things and then um you know me and a group of friends decided it'd be fun to get scuba certified (laughs) so, uh, so that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, that prepared me in more ways than I thought would, you know, I thought it was just going to be like a fun recreational thing, which it is. Um, and I enjoy it a lot, but, um, as far as, you know, being rescue certified and, um, those sorts of things, it just prepared me more for the aquatic side of things. Um, and then just as I got older, um, you know, becoming lifeguard instructor, and then, um, you know, now I'm certified to pretty much teach all of those things. Right. Um,
0: so you can kind yeah. of service your own staff.
1: Yes, I do. I train. I train all of our staff in lifeguarding. I train all of our staff in um, CPR, first aid, AED, um, and just regular uh, dark water. Um, rescues and um, dark
0: water is lakes um, and right pond, you know, lakes of?
1: and ponds. That kind of that kind of stuff because there's a different um, kind of skill you have to have in order to be able to perform like a rescue. If for some reason you had to go to the bottom of a lake or a pond or something like that to search for someone, which would you've which, not had
0: to be involved in that in your career, have you? Um, not, not in a way
1: that it, the outcome was bad. Um, in my career, we have had a couple of scares where, um, we may have, uh, a kid may have just kind of wandered off and went somewhere else. Um, but in the lake setting with that, you know, when there's a kid missing, the first thing you do is you search you begin searching the lake and then somebody else is searching the grounds of the camp right Um, here. That has not happened here. Um, at this camp, thankfully, um, knock on wood. Yeah. Uh, Well, and you have protocols in place. And and we, yes. And we have protocols and sometimes what, what we do, and this may sound harsh for, but for preparing our staff, you know, we may even sneak a camper away. Um, just to better prepare them for like what what are you gonna feel when yeah the reality this, when this happens and sometimes you know we'll we'll do a missing um camper drill just to you know prepare our staff and we're able to talk about it and some of the staff react in a way that like oh well that's so mean I can't believe you would do that to us and I'm like That's all your emotions that you're feeling. Like, this is what's going to happen if this actually happens. So how are you going to react? Are we some, can we trust you to react in a way that, you know, you're going to go and you're going to find this child who is missing.
0: Um, Right. So. Because at the same time, they're dealing with all the other campers. Exactly. Exactly. And so we have protocol,
1: we have protocol in place, you know, Um, as far as a water emergency, you know, our lifeguards, um, they would be looking for the child or if it was an accident at the pool you know the lifeguards would be the ones assisting with that and then all of our other staff would take the kids somewhere else you know um, away from the situation in in the emergency and to an extent our campers know too Um, right you know we go over safety things with them and then when we're at the pool you know we tell them about what um how we activate our eap our emergency action plan um and when a lifeguard is in the pool you know you have to move out of the way like they know to an extent what to do um so we try to prepare everybody in a way um
0: but you know what about you know there are a lot of kids that do not know how to swim right do you find that when they come here that that is i know you're (laughs) you've got some background lessons background
1: teaching swim lessons yeah
0: and that there was that thread of you will teach whoever you're instructing how to swim right um so do you find that an issue for campers coming who are not swimmers and that parents what's your feeling on that they might need to play a more active role or
1: um well i surprisingly we get a good number of kids who do pass the swim test and then we'll get a select few parents that um you know i had I had one parent that was like my child needs to wear a life jacket the whole time while they're in the pool and I'm like, okay, well, you know, we'll work with them a little bit without the life jacket and, you know, just to try to teach them and get them comfortable. And, I mean, this child was seven years old. So, I mean, in my mind, you know, that's – you need to know how to swim. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I understand parents' fear about the water, but um, I don't know. I've just always been surrounded by water that – You know, I think it's one of the the most important things a child could learn is how to swim. Um, But, you know, he was like, I want to take the swim test. And our lifeguards are right next to them the whole time while they take the swim test. So um, there's no, like, room for them to drown in any way, you know. Um, But we're like, okay, well, let's see what you can do. And he passed the swim test without his life jacket on. Oh, wow. So, you know, called his parents like, hey, um. He doesn't need a life jacket. He can swim. And they were like, oh, really? Like, so it's just kind of funny. But um, we do get a couple of kids who really can't swim. They really just, they don't know how to swim. And that's okay. Um, But we try to, in a way, help provide, you know, if they want to learn how to swim, um, teaching them how to swim. And sometimes I get staff that don't know how to swim either. Really? Um, a select a select few a good yeah majority of my staff know how to
0: swim but some of them don't yeah. and that's okay well if you haven't been around it i guess that, that right is, you know, right and then that's another have thing. you know
1: just got to look at where people come from and their backgrounds and
0: their way of life um right you don't assign them to the waterfront if they right right swimmers
1: no, the only people assigned to the waterfront are my lifeguards
0: so yeah. you know well there's so much um peer pressure that can come in yeah. to if they don't know how to swim so talk to me about peer pressure do you see that where do you see it the most when you're here with um, the kids surprisingly you see it the most when they are
1: in their cabins really? alone with each other um now we always have counselors in the cabins yeah always um but that's where they're around strictly people. They're same gender and they're se- roughly the same age, and it's kind of like, you know, that's that's where they talk about stuff, um, and that's where they, that is downtime is, which would be, here would be you know, going to bed, yeah. um, at night is where peer pressure and or more bullying could happen and that's when that's really where the counselors
0: have to be on their toes wow Um, and at the end of the day they're tired right so that's kind of a vulnerable time right so the peer pressure and the you know you have kids coming from all walks of life in camp so is there a way that you try to minimize um the differences
1: well when we when we all first get together um we have our opening ceremony and we you know we do some goofy things you know just to lighten the mood and make sure everybody can understand to have fun um but our rules of camp are one to respect yourself and we expand on what that looks like and what we're talking about um and then to respect others
0: um and wait what does it mean to respect yourself
1: um well, we tell them, you know, we want to make sure that you're taking care of your body so that you're eating and that you're drinking plenty of water, um, that you're showering, that you're changing your clothes, um, and, you know, just talk a little bit more about what is to taking care of, care of yourself and taking care of your body and taking care of your belongings, um, and it all kind of expands into something more than just, oh, respect yourself, yeah, but, um, but that's what... You because know, they may have never heard that message right, before. Right, right. They have never may have thought of, like, oh, interesting. Respect myself, you know? And that's rule number one. You know, we want them to respect what they're doing here and, you know, their limits and their boundaries and... Um, but also to kind of maybe sometimes step out of their comfort zone a little bit to try and learn how to grow a little bit more. Um and then we talk about respecting others, as well. Which is, you know, there are people here who are not like you, and um, it's very important that you are encouraging of their fears, that you know that you're not tearing them down because they're scared to do something, or um, that you are not being disrespectful of what they believe. Um, and so we're a YMCA-based camp, so we teach Christian um, beliefs and principles. Um, but one of the things I always talk about, you know, with the kids is, like, this is what we teach and this is what we preach, and if you don't believe that, that's okay. All I ask is that you be respectful. And if we lay, we lay those ground rules out the first day, and right. then we expand on it again later that night, because then we also talk about the core values of the YMCA which are respect, so we already talked a lot about respect. Um, we talked about uh, caring, responsibility, and honesty. So those are the four core values of the YMCA. So we talk a lot the first day, of really trying to grain in their heads that this is a safe place, but these are the things that you have to do in order for it to be a safe place. Um, and we want kids to feel like they can totally be themselves, too. But in
0: a in a kind way, obviously. Have you ever had a situation, and not necessarily here, but just in your whole camping life career, where it just didn't jive with somebody? Oh, absolutely. And, oh, for sure. And you have to do something that maybe is painful to you, but so is that something you can talk about? Um, I mean, we've had
1: we've had kids, you know, um, in my camping career. I've worked at a couple of camps, um, but, uh, kids get in fights, um, and
0: we've had parents get in fights. Really? Um, so what you see on the ball field sometimes transfers straight into what should be pleasurable? Right. Right. And it's... It's all it's all been
1: interesting. Um, you just got to take it, you know, one step at a time. Um,
0: so, yeah. so do you see that some of the principles that are are in camp do translate to where? Have you heard any parents come back with some stories of camp kind of changed their fall as well? That maybe a child was going a different way and mm-hmm. camp made a difference.
1: Um. Yes, we had um, one kid who, and I don't know if this is necessarily. Um, I mean, he he was a he was a kid who didn't like to try anything new, and he didn't like to branch out. He didn't even like to eat around other people. He didn't like other people. We do we do family style here at camp and so what that looks like is each cabin they sit at their table and they um they get the food is put out on the table for them and they pass it around you know like you do in a family um and he just he didn't like that he he didn't want anything to do with and the mom was so worried about all of it um you know he's worried about swimming in the pool with all these people um and just really was just like a true introvert just didn't want to be around anybody. Wow. And um, so to come to camp, that's that's a pretty b- shocking. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's that's a, that's a big deal like um well this is and you know I sat down with him I think it was like on a Tuesday or something cuz he was just not he was not having it and he wasn't eating a whole lot and everything and I was like listen. I was like this is camp. I was like, and, you know, when you get older, like, this is how life is going to go. This is how your job's going to go. You're going to be around other people. And you're just going to have to learn how to adjust to that. I was like, you may not particularly like it all the time, but you've got to figure out a way for yourself to have fun. And um, so, you know, I told him, I was like, I'll make a deal with you. I was like, I will do this one test with you. Just, just, you know, you, your counselor and me will be the only ones at the pool. We'll do your swim test. And when we do that, I want you to try to hang out with the cabin. I want you to play in the pool and I want you to try to have fun with the kids in your cabin. Um, and he was like, okay, I'll, I'll do my best. And I was like, that's all I ask. All I ask is that you try and then you do your best he's like okay so we did the swim test and he passed the swim test um and he was really excited that he passed the swim test and I think that that helped him kind of branch out it gave him a new confidence right um that he was like okay I can do this like um and so from that point on as soon as he passed the swim test he was in it to win it like he was he was all about what camp was and his parents were when they saw how interactive he was with all the other kids and giving them hugs and saying bye, like, oh man, I'm gonna miss you and stuff like that, they just started crying. Oh, they just, I can immediately, imagine, they just immediately they just immediately changer. Right. They just immediately started crying. And like their mom was just like, I can't believe that and sometimes sometimes that's what it takes for kids. They have to step away from their parents a little bit. Yeah. Just to see who they are individually and it shocks parents a lot of times they're like
0: whoa like oh you're doing a, you're doing a good job like you're fine like I mean they're great kids so there's a bonus for parents to send them to camp to kind of get a little check on themselves a right, little bit because they'll be
1: like no be honest with me how was he or how was she I was like they were great like every now and then we get the kids that just you know they they have a harder time adjusting to other people and sometimes that's hard but they learn they learn how to do it like spending a week here you know with 13 other people in your cabin you know that 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 changes things and how you do things and it's interesting
0: well it is interesting to me as well that that's for the kids but then you have the older. I I guess they're what young twenties. Staff. That are your staff.
1: Yeah, I had
0: a range of um, seventeen to twenty five. Yeah, so that's yeah. a whole nother dynamic. Oh yeah, definitely for sure. So talk about that a little bit. I mean, some of these kids are. This is how they spend their summers, and then they're off to college or right. trade or whatever. So you're working with two segments of the population, right? Two, How do you two do different that? generations, mm-hmm. like two
1: different styles and ways of thinking, too. Yeah, um, you know, I've always I've always had a a passion for more of working with teens, because um, I feel like that's the age where they truly define themselves as a person, um, but the staff, um, starting at 17 and then seeing somebody at 25, I mean, there's there's a difference there, you know, too, um, because my 17-year-old to 18-year-old staff, some of them, you know, this is their first job right. that they've ever had, and, you know, I try not to hold anything back, you know, I'm going to like, this is going to rock your world, because, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're 18 years old, 17, 18 years old, and you're about to take care of... 10 kids in your cabin a week, you know. You have to be
0: fresh every week.
1: And you have to, week one, like our last week of camp, I was like, y'all, I was like, some of these kids have not been here yet, and this is their first time, and we have got to rock their world like we did in week one.
0: Yeah. Like, we have to have the same energy. So, how do you keep that energy and momentum going? Um, what do you do to challenge? When I,
1: you know, we do, we do different, um, awards and stuff like that. and But for me, you know, I try to recognize the staff who do well and try to reward them in that way. Um, so this year I, you know, gave them like gift cards to like uh, Chick-fil-A, um, that kind of thing. So sometimes that kind of helps, but, and then sometimes it's just, you know, they just need encouragement
0: that they're doing a good job. Right. Um, what kind of job skills do you think they're going to go? Okay, they're, they 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 may not be in this career forever, but they go in and they're in a they're an accountant when they grow up. What kind of life skills do they take from working at camp? Um,
1: definitely um perseverance, <laughs> uh <laughs> long hours, patience. Um, patience is always a hard one because I mean you can always grow more and more with patience. Um but a dedication to getting it done. Um, and my, my biggest one, and I guess this has also kind of become a pet peeve as well, is, you know, take initiative. You know, if you see something that needs to be done, like, just do it. You know, don't just walk by um, and be like, oh, somebody else will get it. You know, like, um, like trash on the ground. Like, that's a huge, that's a huge one. Not that, not that campus is trashy or anything, but like, if you see trash, pick it up and throw it away, you know?
0: You know, it doesn't belong there. You know, it
1: doesn't belong, you know, and like, you know, take initiative to help out when you see a, count, a co-counselor that needs help with something, you know, just, you know, really try to be a team player um, and help each other out. Like, this isn't. A competition of who is the best counselor and who can do better than the other person like we're all here we all have one goal and that is for these kids to have the best summer that they've ever had and this summer's staff and I'm not just saying it because to be saying it but they got along more with each other than any staff that I've ever worked with. Um, That's helpful. Some of them weren't the the brightest, which is fine um, to an extent. Um, <laughs> you know, like, okay, like, I'm learning to be patient as well. Because um, I think common sense is slowly going out the window, but we're working on it. Um, but they all got along with each other. Yeah. And that that really makes a difference in – you know, how they are with the kids um, and how they are just in general, you know, because kids can pick up on whether you like somebody or don't like somebody,
0: Yeah. you know, kids
1: pick up on everything, (laughs) like, they know everything, there's no, there's no trying to hide it, Um, but we did, they did a good job with, you know, just if somebody needed something, they would, they would help, and if they all, I mean, they just all got along, which was great, which was really awesome because i've i've worked in summers where you know the staff were like divided you know like it was this half versus this half and,
0: and that's difficult and that makes it really hard sometimes competitions amongst cabins and things like that perpetuate that but that's this is a bit deeper right to be able to get along it's not just the competition amongst keeping it clean or right who's the best best sport or whatever. Right. Right. I have two things I want to ask about that. You said that common sense is is you think's kind of going out the window. Why do you what makes you say that? And why do you think what's your what do you think a solution would be to that?
1: Well, I don't
0: think that I don't think people
1: now are really put to the test to actually think about something or how to solve a problem. They're like, here's a book, this is how you do it, and this is the only way to do it. Oh, I don't wow. I feel like I feel like that, you know, um if something's broken, you know, they don't stop to try and figure out how it broke or how to fix it on their own. They're like, oh, I'm just going to get somebody else to do it. Um me, I'm not I'm not that way. I'm very much um no, I'm going to try to figure it out first before and if I and if I can't do it, then I'll get somebody else to come in and do it. But um, I really try to figure it out on my own um, because that's how we learn and that's how our minds expand and that's how we grow. And you're never too old to learn how to do something new or learn how to
0: grow in a different way. Um, You've always been independent, right? right? <laughs> yeah, and always figure <laughs> things out yourself, right? <laughs> and um, so, talk about that growing up. I mean. Where do you think that came from?
1: Oh gosh.
0: Um well, growing up
1: was interesting and it's interesting that, you know, I guess I am so independent um because I have nine siblings. Um one sister and eight brothers, which is a lot. Uh but um I think my at first it was, you know, it was my dad that helps me a lot with that. Um I found out that I that I really liked working with my hands and doing things with my hands at a very young age. And so he got me into uh, helping him work on the cars at home because um, he's very much, I'm very much wired like he is. And he's very much like, Well, I'm going to try and figure it out first before I um, do this. So cars was our thing. We worked okay. on cars together. Um and he was just so proud of that, you know, that that was something that
0: I enjoyed. And that was our thing, and that's what we did um, together. Well, it definitely prepared you for uh, vehicles that you're running around here, boats that you've had come through. And right. So to have that skill. Right. And your dad's a carpenter. Right. 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 right.
1: And so definitely worked a lot on that kind of stuff because here – at this camp, I do a lot of the maintenance. Do you here. really? Yes. Um, actually, right before the summer started, our chlorine pump went out. Oh. <laughs> and uh, I was like, well, I'm going to That gonna, could
0: be I'm awful. I'm going
1: to try. Because we use liquid chlorine. So I was like, I'm going to take it apart. And I called my dad. And I was like, yeah, I'm working on this chlorine pump. And he kind of helped walk me through it a little bit on things I could try. Took it apart. Cleaned it. Did all this, uh, did some of this other stuff. There's a couple of loose screws and, you know, I was like, all right, we'll just put it back together and it started working again. So that was cool. That is cool. Um, all those
0: years at adventure sports where you, uh, yeah, had to work with the pump and the, yeah. yeah so thank you, uh, Tom, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, working there was great. Um, so my dad helped a lot with that, with the beginning of my, independence and definitely encouraged me more and more and then um uh my aunt, you know, she provided my first job ever. Uh she's a florist. Um so that involved working with your hands, you know. So and um creative eye. and creative creativity and that kind of thing. So that was a lot of fun. Um I started out there when I was twelve. Um yeah. just uh Child labor. yeah cutting off the cutting off the thorns of all the roses because um, i mean roses were super popular when i was that young um everybody wanted roses everything um so there were times where i would just sit there all day just cutting the thorns off of roses oh wow um, and then slowly built up to being able to do bigger and better things and um as far as the bouquets and then uh, she entrusted me with the big arrangements like that was always a big deal if you got to do a big arrangement it was like
0: whoa that's so awesome yeah that um can make or break her i guess with it going right out. <laughs> yeah. right
1: right um and then she always enjoyed you know we got along really well worked really well together um but then again my mechanical side of things she's like oh you're really handy go fix this you know figure <laughs> out how to hang this up there or something like that so um uh but, uh, and then um, when I graduated high school, I moved to Camp Kirkwood. I mean, Camp, sorry, Camp Chandler, Chandler. Uh, when I graduated high school. Um, and then I learned a lot from Art Mason. Art Mason was.
0: He was very handy. Yeah, he,
1: he was the handyman, and he uh, worked on all the boats and all the things i learned a lot about boats um working with him um learned how to you know do oil changes and winterize
0: and all that stuff with the boats um well kids do not learn those kinds of things today right i mean have no clue it's 1-800 somebody fix it or do it right i mean there's an
1: app for everything yeah yeah um yeah, and it's it's interesting cuz I'll have, you know, I'll have some of my staff that'll tell me like, "Oh, yeah, I've never changed a tire before." And I'm just like,
0: "What? Wait, what?" So do you go, come on. wait let like, right, let's
1: let's go do you know, and well, with my with my year-round staff, um there's a couple of people who, you know, have never even been on a uh zero-turn mower or something like that. So, you know, I teach them how to, you know, work with that. Um
0: that yeah. i think is a big deal yeah cuz that takes coordination right tom right. just got one not long ago and yeah, yeah i'm done i'm not doing any
1: right right uh, it was really funny cuz my brother sent me a video of my 3 year old niece on theirs oh my um goodness. driving theirs and i was like
0: look she's already learning there like you go. um so that's sounds like probably a core little thread in your family is Roll your sleeves up, do it, learn it, right, get it done. Well,
1: the saying the saying for our family is "Stewarts get it done," so and that they do, and so across the board, it's always been instilled in us. And this is 100% my parents um, and my grandparents. Um, like, like you've been given a job, and you're gonna finish it, and you're gonna do it, and you're gonna do it to the best of your ability. Like, and that's just always been instilled you know in us with my dad in ways of construction and with my mom with school uh because my mom my mom is very um she's very school oriented and very um I mean she's an English major and teacher and she started two different private schools in Montgomery um mm-hmm. So she is very, uh, I mean, she set goals for herself and has accomplished them, and um, she's just an inspiring woman, Um, and she's great. She's been awesome. I mean, because she she wanted to have, she wanted to know what our education was going to be like growing up, and so she made it what, she made our education, basically. Um, because she started the schools that we
0: all went to and graduated from. Um, and so that was, that's really cool. Um, and everybody in the family is contributing to society these days. So <laughs> right. <laughs> so you did a great job, right, right. In some way or
1: form or fashion, you yeah. know, um, my family, uh, is definitely all over the city of Montgomery. Um, for sure. Like everywhere you turn, there's like, there's a steward, there's Stewart. a steward somewhere,
0: Okay. Um, they're everywhere uh, So do you find A lot of families aren't like that I mean y'all were a very independent family And are a very independent family But you seem to have the Tools To Learn more And, and perfect And and failures And successes And But do you see that And kids don't have that I I guess so. I, I guess I, you know.
1: I don't know. I guess I don't really know how to explain it or I mean why it is that way and I don't know if it was there was an extent where my parents yes, they did teach us and help us grow, but at the same time, you know, they they did step back and you know, all right, let's
0: see how they do, you know. And okay. I, I think was that painful sometimes? To, for them to take a step back And you're like I think hey, it was hey. I think it was a
1: little more painful For them In a way Which oh. You know Makes sense Um For me Like For me I always I was always like I'm going Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm gonna do it Um Some of Some of my siblings Not Not so much Um They're They're not as I'm gonna go Well I mean Everybody Everybody is successful In their own way Which is A great blessing
0: Um but it may have taken them a little longer to take that step. Um, well, circumstances for each individual sometimes are quite different, even though they may look similar. Right, right. Because every every personality responds in a different way. Yeah. Um, so sibling rivalry. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know y'all play hard. Oh man. Woo. Um. But y'all do have lots of family gatherings and and right um so i mean y'all right what would you tell the kid who is like i just can't stand my siblings i mean would you like have something to say oh yeah
1: i talk to them about that all the time because we have kids who come here with their siblings and they're like i just i can't deal with them they drive me crazy and i'm like come come sit here and let me tell you a little story about um about my life I was like, do you know how many siblings I have? They're like, no. And I tell them, and they're like, oh my gosh. How, how did, like, how do you do that? And I'm like, it's like, you know, all you can do as a sibling is continue to be kind and be loving towards them because they may end up later in life being the only friends that you end up having later in life. And so, um, that was that was one thing that especially towards my younger siblings, I was like I was like, I'm I'm going to be as kind as I can because there were times where my older siblings were very mean to me and rude to me, which was, I mean, that's what siblings do. Um that kind of life preparation isn't Right, it? right. And and, you know, looking back at it I'm like, Yeah, they were very mean, but you know, whatever. I got over it eventually. Um, but that was something that I did not want to do to my younger siblings. I was like, I do not want to push them away or tell them like that they can't hang out with me and my friends. Um, and we're all super close. Like, I mean, I'm close with all of my siblings, but my three younger brothers, I'm definitely, um, I'm definitely really close with them because of the way we grew up together.
0: One well, do you think is a little bit different too? I I have there's six of us and we came in stages. There were the three older ones and the three younger ones. Well, the one kind of in the middle between older kind of floats between the two groups, but but my parents also were in different um parts of their life when the younger group came through. That that's what that was one of the things that my mom and I talked about
1: not too long ago, she was like, it was like raising two different families because of the gap of the age differences. Right. Um, she was like the first, you know, the first five, six, you know, raised them very much the same way to whereas there's a whole nother generation of kids. Um, it just says we were raised a little bit differently just because of the way, Things were
0: going. Yeah. The dynamics and circumstance of. Right. Right. I mean, my oldest sister was teaching kindergarten or teaching school when I started kindergarten in my school. So, you know, she was almost a mother figure at times. Right. Right. And that's, that's how, (laughs)
1: that's how my older brother was for us. Um, I remember when I first started dating, um, my husband now, um, Wait, you know, two, or three years later, you know, his family invited me to go to Canada with them. But this was while we were dating. This wasn't, you know, we weren't engaged. We weren't, you know, we were dating. Um, and my older, and my parents were like, yeah, you can go. Which one, I was super shocked that they <laughs> said yes. Because um, my parents, like, you know, the fact that when we first started dating, they did not like the fact that we were dating. Um, but that's a different story. Um But when my older brother found out that I was going to Canada with them, he was like, and y'all didn't think to ask my permission. Like (laughs) he got, he got so upset over me going and that they did not ask if it was okay with him, if I could go. So he, he, he um, had that parental feeling. uh, Yeah. He definitely um, was very, very protective of me. Um, and, when I got married, it was just, he was just real sweet, um, as well, um, you know, so, yeah, he was definitely more of a, you know, I mean, obviously, he was my brother, but it was also, you know, yes, sir, uh uh-huh, yes, sir, I will, you know, probably the only person that I, brother, that I would say yes, sir, to, you know, because he's, He's the oldest and in my eyes growing up he never did anything wrong. Yeah, um, I can understand that. He never got in trouble or um come to find out much later. Yeah, that, he did, there were some stories. that he did that he did do some things and I'm like, "Oh, really?" Oh, okay. <laughs> but he probably wouldn't appreciate me sharing any of those. So.
0: Yeah, that's like a season for parents, you know, they don't uh you just have no clue and cannot put them in the role of ever getting in trouble or doing anything or going through some of the th- same feelings and and um, emotions that you do. But that probably helps you, too, as a counselor and running the right. camp. Right. Well, I think one of the things that... Not running the camp, but running the program. That
1: sets me aside, though, from a lot of directors, though, is a lot of directors come into directing camp not ever being a camper or not ever being a counselor, for that matter. And um, so I think what sets me aside from a lot of other people is that I've been a camper, I've been an LIT, I've been a volunteer, I've been um, a counselor. I was a counselor for six years. Yeah. You know, I've been uh, a coordinator or director, whatever you want to call them. And then now I run my own summer camp program. Yeah. Like, um, And so that's what I try to tell my staff. And that's what I try to tell my my campers too, you know, it's like I've been where you are. So of all people that are gonna understand you, it's gonna be me. Right. Like I know exactly what it is that you're going through. And I'm not just saying that to be saying that. I'm saying it because it's the truth. Right. Whereas some of my counselors have never even been campers before. Right. You know, and they wouldn't they wouldn't know. Yeah. You know? Well and
0: it's it's going to camp is a whole different world. Oh, you're completely. leaving everything aside. Um Social media is such a huge aspect of our lives—a problem, a blessing, a all the above, right? Yeah. So, how does that play into camp? Are you a social media or phone police, or how does that work? Um,
1: Well, we don't—we don't do technology here at camp. Um, Our staff are allowed to have their phone, but campers, no—they can't have phone. They can't have iPads. They can't because one, we don't want to be responsible if it breaks because it's probably gonna break. Right. You know, so there's that. But also this, we want to teach kids how to disconnect and be completely, you know, you don't need to rely on this. And the same with our staff. Um, It's like, now you can have your phone on you because there may be times where I need to get in touch with you. And also they take pictures. um, Oh, yeah, kind of document a little bit. Right, because we have a website that we download all the pictures that we take for the parents to look at because the parents want to see, you know, what's going on and want to see pictures of their baby shooting a bow and all that stuff. So um, the counselors will take pictures, they'll upload them on the website, and then they delete them off their phone. Yeah. Um, but that's the quickest way for us to get more pictures on the website than just one person going around taking pictures.
0: Oh, yeah, um, and the reactions that the kids have with somebody who's, Right, they're with them versus the individual arriving to take pictures. Right, exactly. You kind of get your candid moments more, right. I would imagine. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. Lots of candid, which mm-hmm. is good. Because that's, that's what the parents want to see. They don't want to see the, you know, so much the sitting there. Right, they want to see,
0: be the fly on the wall and see the. Right. See what's actually happening. Are they really talking happening. to people? Are they really, you know, what's on their plate kind right. Of stuff? Right, right. Um, But then with your counselors, I mean, you got somebody who's dating somebody who's off over three counties over or, you know, somebody that's got family drama. So how do you handle that? I mean, that you can't, it's different than the kids. Right. Um, And
1: that, that kind of, you know, you got to take it one situation at a time and just kind of feel out what's going on. But. It's also one of those things that I say in the interview when they're here to interview for the job. It's like, when you're here, you're here. Um, And, you know, I will do my best to help you in any way with any kind of family emergency or anything that is an actual emergency. You know, obviously you would be able to leave or you'd be able to go do what you need to do. But I'll let them know from the very beginning, like, like, this is going to be your life for the next 10 weeks. Yeah. Like, you're not able, like, you're not going to be able to leave whenever you want to. Um, like, this is your job. And it's a 24-hour
0: job like yeah you don't even get to go to the bathroom when you want to (laughs) you really don't (laughs) you really don't it's kind of funny it's like oh okay
1: um yeah you really don't even get to go to the bathroom when you need to um yeah there was one time where I was just the other day I was walking around I was like okay I have to go to the bathroom I've had to pee for four hours and I have not gotten to do it yet so I'm gonna take two minutes and I'll be right back
0: (laughs) um and like you know? Oh, that's funny! All right, you got married, and um, this was kind of your life before you got married, right? So he knew what he was getting into, right? But did he? Yeah, I mean, totally.
1: Because uh, I mean, we worked, we worked together at camp first, okay. and knew, and he, so he knew what camp life what was camp like, was. and then, um, let's see, we got engaged. August of 2015 um, and then we got married that following April of 16 so um, that you know it was basically like hey uh, even though we live in the same house uh, I won't see you um, and is that a struggle uh, yeah but it helps that he is very introvert to be honest that he is okay with, like, being by himself, you know, and then he's not, like, if he was like me and super outgoing and super, like, I need to be around people, like, it would be, it would probably be more of a struggle, but because he's been a part of the camp life and know what it's like, um, and, like, worked for camps before, I think that really did help, um, with him understanding what the job is like. And then, you know, we dated for six years. So he really, you know, he knew my personality and that it was in, he knew my personality as far as what, uh, you know, camp was for me and what camp means to me. So that really
0: helps. Um, yeah, I would imagine it would, but, um, but you, you live, at camp, right? So, y'all are a young married couple, right? Uh, <laughs> how do you find time? That I mean, you're building a life that that isn't just roommates. So, right? How do you do it? I I
1: mean, it was just one day at a time, really. I mean, that's uh one you know we we talk we talk a lot about you know trusting each other and um making time for each other one of the great things about moving here uh as far as summer camp goes is you know we all all the staff rotate um to have one long night off which is from 6 um p.m. to midnight um <laughs> that's so
0: foreign to people who are not campers and right it's like yeah every night you get off at six and you right until the right. next morning well but i no? mean
1: camp camp you camp starts for me um uh it depended on whether i had to cook breakfast in the morning or not um so for the, the days that i had to cook breakfast i'd be up and i'd be in the kitchen by five thirty in the morning and then there were these times I wouldn't be back in the house till sometime after midnight. So, um, but anyway, so one, light, one long night off, which always helped. So we made sure that that was like our date night. Um, so what's
0: a date night for y'all? Where, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, you probably don't want to go out in the woods because you're kind of there all the time. Right, right. Definitely. So what's a date night? Um, probably some Mexican
1: food <laughs>
0: for sure. Uh, or, or seafood.
1: You know, going, going out to, Wilmington and going to like a nice seafood restaurant, is usually, pretty nice. But sometimes it depended on how tired I was, to be honest. Like, uh mm-hmm. oh, no, let's just go get Mexican, you know, and just chill and hang out. Or I was like, no, let's you know, let's go out. Mm-hmm. Um, but then um, our camps end. Um, the kids go home on Friday. So we have all day Saturday off. Oh wow. which is nice. That is nice. Because um, we don't we don't have groups on Saturdays. Um so during the summer, yeah, we don't do we don't do camp on Saturday. And the kids check in at three on Sunday.
0: Okay. So you so, have a little bit of time. Right. Right. Well that's
1: good. So there's a little bit a little bit of time in there, but um there's unless some,
0: you're having to get the camp prepared for the arrival on Sunday, and then right. Saturday is still a work day.
1: Sometimes. It, depen- it depends on what happened on Friday and or what's broken and what, you know. It just kind of depends on what's going on.
0: Yeah. Um, so do you keep his life separate? And, and I'm avoiding saying his name because I'm having to think. Because all I can come out with is Gandy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what but, I call him. I still yeah. call him Gandy because that's what I've always called him. Always last name. And then when it became your last name, it's like, well, hi, Gandy, Gandy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, wait, what? I don't,
1: I don't respond to it. People have tried. Yeah. People have tried to be like, hey, Gandy. Yeah. I'm it's, like, not I, it's not your turnaround. It's not for me to go, huh? What? Yeah. Like,
0: Our no. The girls have trouble. Well, Tori has always been known as a stack. Isaac has been known as a stack Becca has never been known as a stack So she was off on a dive Trip once and um, With the Auburn Adventures And um, Adventure Sports And they called They said stack and Becca went obliviously About her business And they are like oh we're talking to you And Isaac was with her And he's like I think they're talking to you Becca So it is what you kind of have called All along you can't Assume somebody else's nickname. Right. So, right, yeah. And it's
1: really hard around his family because, you know, that's what his dad goes by with his friends, and then his brother goes by Gandy with his friends. So it's, oh, not, really? like you can, so, it's not like you can walk up in the room and go, Gandy, because, like, all of them are going to turn around. And you're that happens go, in
0: Tom's household.
1: Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. okay.
0: All, Tom has I mean, um, brothers, and they're all stacked.
1: Yeah, calling him Michael is just weird for me because, like, I don't, I don't call him that. Yeah. And then I have a brother named Michael, so that just makes it even more
0: confusing. Yeah. So. So. Is he involved in camp life um, activity? Do you have when, to?
1: When there's something that I know he can fix that I can't fix, <laughs> uh-huh. um, he definitely uh, his his welding background or job has definitely helped a lot with um, things as far as some certain things around camp that need to be fixed. And then, um, Tuesday night is our cookout night with the kids and we have hamburgers and watermelon and all that. And he usually comes, he usually comes for dinner on Tuesday night. Um, and you know, he'll, he'll come for dinner, um, occasionally every now and then, um, because I mean he works during the day so yeah, he's, not, he's not around he's not around during the day. Um but there would be nights where he would come and he would have dinner and you know, the some my regular kids, like they know who he is. Um and my staff know like who he is and stuff. So it's not like he's a complete stranger right walking up at camp like, Wait, who's this guy? Um and then some of the boy campers, you know, you know, it's like, they're like, Oh, Andy's here. (laughs) Like, I want to go talk to him. He looks cool. I'm Uh, sure that helps
0: his ego there. Oh yeah. A little bit.
1: (laughs) He'll be like some random, like he doesn't know any other names, but he'll be like some kid came up to me and was like, uh, I like your hair or something. That's like that. I don't know.
0: What advice would you give that dating couple? I mean, y'all started dating when you were in high school. right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean from my perspective because i knew you then yes is you didn't um give up your friends oh no to, to be in a dating relationship what what advice would you throw out there to the the young person and then to their parent um well i mean
1: you you still have to be yourself around whoever it is that um you're dating because i mean if you can't if you can't be yourself around them, then there's really no point in really being with, with them because if they don't, if they can't handle, you know, I guess who you are as a person that, or they try to change you. I mean, everybody changes in a way, but um, you know, like completely change you. I mean, why that shouldn't be why, you want to be with that person. Like, you should want to be with somebody who wants to be with you. And that means all of you, not just certain parts of you. Um, so, I mean, when you're friends is part of, you know, who you are, you know. So, um, I, mean, I mean, I just want to advice. I mean, just find somebody that actually cares about you and not i mean i don't know i am not really sure if i know how to say
0: it right um well i think you're doing a great job I mean, <laughs> you, you talk about these the the girls that um that change or uh, i think one thing i can say for about tom is that my husband is that you wind up and you know him well but He's the same man if I'm in the room or I'm not in the room. Right. And right. to have to change to um, to be around your friends or to be around right. somebody, it just, that used to blow my mind that I could be having a pleasant conversation with somebody and their wife walks up. And and then immediately it's like, right. Yeah, I don't know right. you. We weren't talking. Right. So, um. So I mean, there's some characteristics, I guess, that you focus on with the young people that you're involved with of jealousy and just kind of controlling their emotions. I mean, you deal with some pretty emotional ages between the the kids and the right. counselors, and I deal with ages between five and 25. So
1: that's, that's quite a wide of- a wide range. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, even though. 25 year olds, I mean, I'm, I'm only 27 so, I mean, it's not like I'm far from their age, you know um,
0: But do you think you've experienced some things in life in your 27 years that maybe somebody who's coming along now are missing? Um, Maybe just a I
1: don't know if I feel like some people are missing like a sense of urgency but that may not be the right word but um kind of a sense of really really focusing on doing their job well and or and maybe just lack of caring or a lack of like I said initiative. Like that's a big one for me. Like yeah. you know. I I hate seeing somebody just sit there and it's like what like these dishes could be being cleaned and you're just sitting on your phone like not doing anything or just, just a little, stuff like that. I mean, I just yeah. I don't know. And it, it, a sense of wanting to really do their job well. Um, And that's one of the things that I kind of try to instill in my staff that, you know, if you don't care about this job, you can get up and you can walk out right now. Like, that's totally fine. I would much rather have not enough staff than have, an abundance of staff who don't care. And you know, I try to and tell them that, you know, one in their interview, like, listen, like this is something that I care about very much. And what you do is going to reflect on me. And I care and you know, I care about that. I care about how they represent who I am as a person because I have to trust that they're going to go out and they're going to do their job right. Um, And there are times where I get a couple of staff who obviously really don't care, and those
0: are the staff that don't make it. Oh, I'm sure. um, It's a hard job, and so not to be committed um, makes it... uh, more difficult i was listening to something this morning driving the the um it was the owner of uh, the ritz carlton and he would call his staff in and say you are a professional every one of you is a professional in your job and we professionals are servicing professionals coming into our hotel establishment wow and so if you're treating one another professionally, right? Then you wind up with a top notch result, right? So it was pretty interesting to hear it put like that. Oh, that is interesting. So we were talking a little while ago about your family, and you have a great quantity of siblings. Um, and Gandy's an only child, Gandy, so ha- Gandy has one brother, he has one brother, one he has brother. one brother, yeah. Okay,
1: so that was so a little bit shocked <laughs> that we grew up completely different. Like just absolutely could not be more opposite, but you know we've grown to learn uh you know that was that was part of that was part of dating, you know we really learned a lot about each other and um things that you know we agree that our parents did for us and things that maybe we don't particularly like or whatever. But I look back at be- growing up and I look back at like, there may have been things that I didn't like at the time, but I'm so grateful for it now, you know? And I'm, my parents knew that, like, they knew that like, you're like, there are times where you're going to have to do stuff that you don't like, yeah, but you're going to have to persevere and you're going to have to do it anyway. Um, for me, that was school, <laughs> not, not a school person. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I did it anyway, you know? Um, and, but yeah, we, we definitely grew up very differently. Um, just because, you know,
0: well, he's Canadian. Yeah. So that's
1: a a little bit different to start with. Yeah. His mom is, uh, 100%. French Canadian. Grew up in Montreal, Canada. Um, so I mean and she speaks French fluently. Um and she has an accent. He says sh- that she doesn't. And I was like, Well, you grew up with her talking the way that she talks the whole time. Right. It's when I first voice. when I first met her, I was like, Whoa. I was like <laughs> Good old Southern. I was
0: you, like, good old Southern.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, Whoa, you definitely have an accent for sure. Um, and so, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But.
0: So is there something that you've really had to struggle through and just draw the line and say, all right, it is what it is? I
1: mean, every, I guess, typical marriage problems, you know, money. Yeah. Um, Like, I'm a saver. I save my money and I've saved my money since I've had a job. Um he's kind of more like I have the money and I'm gonna buy what I want when I have the money for it you know and there's nothing wrong with that you know as long as you have the money for it um but we've definitely had to really sit down and be like well do we really need this like do we really need to do this or like you know so he's he's kind of met me We've both met each other like halfway. I've become more of like, you know, me, I used to not ever like even go shopping like for clothes. Oh, I'd yeah, be I like, mean, yeah. I'd be like, I have, I have what I have and I'm going to wear it till I can't wear it anymore. Yeah. And I'm kind of opened up a little more like you have your own money, you know, you can go out and buy like a new shirt every now and then, which I actually did the other day. I bought like two new shirts the other day. Um, and I got my hair cut, and so, you know, there's just stuff like that. I just used to never, like, go and actually do those things. I just used to be like, it is what it is, and, you know. Um, but he's kind of opened my eyes a little bit to, you know, like, like you're grown, and you can do what you want to with, you know, your money and your stuff and you know and i'm like oh okay like a silly example is like uh buying um buying orange juice at walmart like we we never had orange juice growing up and it's home. expensive for that many people uh, to and yeah so actually drink so it so my parents used to with milk they used to keep the empty gallons of milk and they would buy two gallons of milk they would pour half of it into the other empty jugs and then fill the rest up with water yep my mom did that so and then we have powdered
0: milk too you probably did no I bad. can't
1: I can't do powdered milk yeah, I can't yeah. I can't do that ugh. um I rather have half filled up with water um but like you know, me and my brother were talking about this the other day um my brother Zach uh and like we we're like it's such a luxury to have whole milk like what like I can actually have actual whole milk because i can afford it you know um
0: well and that's nothing against you know what what parents do i mean they're functioning to provide and so right you know they got to do what they got to do but it is funny to to go back and see what you think is a thrill and a treat right
1: right (laughs) and it just kind of makes you look at you know, really actually be grateful for what you have. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm just kind of looking, you know, around right now, just sitting, you know, so we're sitting in my house right now and I have this really comfortable couch. It is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and Like we bought lost it, in it. Um, we bought it, um, a couple of months ago, like shortly before summer, started and you know just sometimes looking at looking at that like wow I'm able to actually buy a couch like that
0: yeah because I mean at first they hand me down the oh um, no it looks like it looks
1: like a thrift store in here yeah like I'm not gonna lie we had all kinds of just hand-me-down furniture like um all just it just was like okay I don't know if I can handle my house looking like a thrift store anymore, (laughs) like, not that anything's wrong with that, like, if that's, you know, um, but, I mean, it's just, you know, we, we've both had to adjust in ways of, I guess, me being okay with, it's okay to have, like, some nicer things, and him kind of adjust to maybe not having, everything i don't know not that he had everything he didn't have not not to say that he had everything growing up because he didn't but um just they they were able to have more luxuries i guess they were able to go like their thing was growing up was they went on a lot of trips like they went to a lot of places and um especially all around the u.s i mean he may have almost been to every state pretty close um to whereas that's more becoming a thing for me now. Like I love to travel. Yeah, I, love, I was
0: gonna say you love to travel and go diving. I mean that's what y'all did honeymoon, right? Was it, right. And every diving.
1: two, I mean every two years now we we try to plan a, a good dive trip. Um, just to, you know, next year we're going twenty twenty. We're going to Grenada. Okay. Um, so and last year we went to Antigua, and then for our honeymoon we went to Saint Lucia. So you know, yeah. you know we we've kind of tried to figure out if we're going to spend our money, like where do we really want to spend it? And we found out that we, you know, we want to spend it on going on trips. So,
0: yeah.
1: um, so if it sounds to me
0: like you're planners. <laughs> you figured out planning gets you where you want to be.
1: Well, we're, we're planners. We're planners to, as far as this is where we want to go. This is what we there's some of the things we want to do when we get there. But other than that, we'll see where the trip takes us. Yeah. And to an extent. It's kind of like once we're there, we kind of let the trip just take over, you know. We don't plan, like,
0: every single minute of yeah. our trip, you know. But to get there, you have to plan. You have to plan the budget. Right. You have to plan the time. I mean, your time is not completely your own. No, you're and right. there are seasons that you cannot.
1: You're right. I cannot. Plan. I cannot go anywhere in the month of may june july and typically august this august didn't really develop as much as we thought it would but um yeah we uh if we go anywhere you know it's you know we go home for christmas and you know we try to do something for thanksgiving because we have off for that um But as far as planning, like, a big trip, you know, we try to go in September because that's usually...
0: Good off-season time to go places. Right.
1: But, I mean, you can, well, even March and April, you can forget trying to go anywhere in March and April. I mean, we'll go home for Easter, but that's, like, a three-, four-day trip. Yeah, and as much as I love going home and seeing my family and seeing all of them, that's really not considered a vacation because no, it's it's exhausting. It it
0: really is. um, Well, the drive is long, and then seeing everybody—they're not under one roof. Yeah,
1: everybody wants to see you, and everybody wants to, which is totally fine. Which yeah, I love hanging out with my family, and they're great. They're a good time. There's just so many of them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I so. get that. I mean, you wind up a little while uh, here, a little while there. Yeah. They're all rested and relaxed, and you're kind of exhausted because you've been running. So, ultimate goals, dreams, what's out there? Oh gosh,
1: um, man, I don't even, I don't even know. Honestly, at this point, I'm just kind of trying to take it, you know, one little step at a time, because I mean. For me, if if the hurricane of Hurricane Florence taught me anything, I mean, it's, you know, life's too short to just try and plan out every little bit of your life and to try and figure it all out now. Really it's just about taking it kind of one step at a time. Um, hurricane Florence hit here last year and it, I mean, it destroyed everything um it even you know it even destroyed a good bit of camp and uh we lost a lot of revenue um for that and it's still affecting us now yeah um so i mean you know really just right now as far as you know people you know (laughs) my luke will talk about a lot like oh here's what i want to do for camp i want to you know, get all this stuff. And, you know, I just kind of nod my head and like, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds awesome, you know, because all of his plans are great. They're great ideas. But um, as far as for me right now, I'm just trying to take it one year at a time. Um, uh, Because that, you know, that's the reality right now. It's just taking it a little bit at a time. So So people are like, what's your five-year plan? I'm like, oh, I don't even know next year's plan. So let's just not – even
0: you so know is it more of um of investing in the moments right and in the individuals right,
1: and I think investing in what's going on now, if you're for me, if I'm so focused on what's gonna happen in the future, I'm gonna miss the the now moments, and I don't wanna miss the now moments i wanna I wanna be able to soak that up yeah um, so that's important that is to me important. um.
0: What has been like your biggest mistake, regret, kick yourself from teen years to to now? I mean, is there just something that you went? I would never make that choice again. Oh man, um, I mean, almost to where you'd put it in a neon light. I mean, everything, everything
1: that I've done and every mistake that I've made, you know, I've definitely. Learned from it. Um, Wow, that's that's a hard that's a hard question.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It could easily be answered with I never make mistakes. I mean, no, I've definitely
1: I've definitely made mistakes, but I think mistakes are what um, make us better people. So I I don't know if I I regret. Any of my mistakes um, just because it it's definitely shaped shaped me and molded me to the person I am now um, so what? yeah, I don't I well don't. with
0: kids a lot of times um suicide rates are up, and yeah, yeah, and um, and they they don't see a way out and to be able to say. To that kid, look, a mistake or a mishap or a decision does lead you down to who you are. I mean, I guess that's a significant message. I think I think. Well, it's all about how you react to your mistake,
1: too. You know, you make a mistake, are you going to own up to that mistake? Or are you going to blame other people for your mistake? So... The, like you said, the suicide rates, you know, Honest, honestly, if we're being really honest, those people are blaming other people for their problems. And there's always somebody else to blame for something else, and they're not owning up to it. And that's what the majority uh, leads them to, you know killing themselves because so-and-so doesn't like them or so-and-so made fun of me on social media. Well, how are you going to react to that? Are you going to stand up and be the bigger person or are you going to go hide in a corner? And I think it decides, I mean, you know, and I, and I hate it for any, uh, bullying is not okay. I'm not saying that bullying is okay, but I think kids or any person Needs to look at themselves first before they look at the other person, in a way. Like, I mean, if they don't like you, they don't like you. I mean, <laughs> move I on. mean, move on. Like, that's yeah. they're lost at that point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's what I tell. That's what I tell my campers all the time. Like, oh well, so and so's mean to me because they don't like me. I was like, well, that's their loss because you're a cool kid. And they're like, you know, it just. I don't know, and I guess maybe kids aren't told that enough that they that
0: they are awesome. That is a message I you think that, that does get lost. How how do you not get hardened to the same because it's the same messages that come across all the time of so and so doesn't like me, so and so is mean to me, so and so's. So how do you not go, how do you not just get so hardened to that message coming at you from other, from from kids or from peers? Well, because everybody deals
1: with it because it's a different person. That's, I mean, you can't get hardened toward, you know... If a kid comes up to you and says, hey, somebody doesn't like me. And then a different kid comes up to you and says, hey, somebody doesn't like me. I mean, if it's different people, you know, it's like, okay, this is a different person. So, you know, the same message, the same, same thing over and over again. Um, at first, for a while for me, you know, my patience was definitely, I didn't have it. I'll be honest. I... I did not have it, Um, and there will be times where maybe I did dismiss it and I shouldn't have, Um, but I've grown a lot since then to really see that each child or person that comes up to you to ask you a question or um, tell you something that is emotionally going on with them is a different person than the kid who came up to you yesterday. And so you have to respond in a way that is still loving and kind and understanding.
0: And, yeah, it's just crazy. That's great. Yeah. Anybody in your life that you can can definitively go back and point to and go, yep, that person impacted my life? Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, there's you know there's there's a few people um well Luke Luke Dooley for one is somebody that changed my outlook on camping for sure um because I I did some things the same way so much and for so long and this is how it was. It was this way or no way at all. To whereas he kind of helped open my eyes to where like it's okay. You can get creative and you can, if you don't like the way something's being done, like you know you can change that. And um, and so that that was really um, eye opening for me and um, moving from one one camp that I had been at for a really long time and then going and exploring other camps, um, definitely helped a lot. And he, he was a big part of that, um, wanting to expose me to other places and other camps and see how other places do things. And, um, like there's no one right way, you know, to do something. Um, so he definitely has a big part in in that for sure as far as my career goes um but yeah there's a I mean there's people placed in my life um like like my mom we didn't get along for a really long time um yeah, we uh, we didn't get along for a long time growing up, and I think that was because one we were so different, and I don't know if uh, I don't know if she really liked that per se. Um, so she she tried to you know I guess, um, yeah I don't know, but now
0: or even know what to do with different right I mean that could be something.
1: right. Right. Um, you know, because I don't know if she just wanted me to kind of be like her or, um, what it was, but now, now we're, we're very, we're very close now. Um, and I, and I look back at it saying, you know, like she was, she was my mom, you know, um, she wasn't there to be my best friend all the time, you know, um, because her role was to be my mother. And not not my best friend. And so, of course, there are going to be times where I didn't like a decision she made or something like that. But looking back at it, you know, I mean, we, we talk about this all the time, too. Um, looking back at it, it definitely made me become the person that I am because of her in a lot of ways. Um, so
0: she's awesome. Yay! Yay, mom! Yay, mom! I like what she turned out. Um, <laughs> all right, got one question for you. Okay, superpower—you get any superpower that you want oh, for one day. So, what would your choice?
1: Oh, I would—I would teleport. Because that way, I could go wherever I wanted.
0: There you go. That'd be cool. So, would you take anybody along with you, or would this oh yeah, be no, me
1: and Gandy would go wherever it is he wanted to go, wherever I wanted to go, a little mixture of where we both wanted to go. That'd be cool.
0: Be a packed twenty four hours, wouldn't it?
1: It would. It would be no sleep. We're getting it done. Let's do it. <laughs>
0: Rest tomorrow. Susie, this has been amazing. Thank you so Thanks. much. Thanks. Um, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, um, attend the camp or or not close enough to this camp but wanted to um in, investigate camp where would you send them how can they get in touch well, with you well for
1: for our camp um we have several different um ways you can get in touch with us um we are on the our website is um ymcasenc.org um and you can click on locations and click on camp kirkwood and um you can register online um you can find us um online and all that and then uh the main contact is luke dooley um his phone number and email is up there Um, my email is up there as well um but yeah you can also uh contact, uh, anybody really at the Y and they'll give you, um, our information. Um, but, in as far as, I mean, as far as camp goes and you're looking for a YMCA camp, really you can Google YMCA camp in your area and there's a website, um, for them, uh, for sure. Uh, cause the Y is, we're all very much on the same page as far as, um, you know websites go and that kind of thing. So, I mean, the it,
0: goals. Well, right. what about um, somebody who wanted to come work for you? They've they've heard you. They kind of want to. Right, right. Um, well, steps.
1: as far as right now, I mean, we don't do a whole lot of hiring um, right now. But uh, for summertime, um, I normally start that process in in January. Start getting the word out there That's about. Yeah, it's it's pretty early. Um it's definitely really early. Um but really uh March, April, and May is the big crunch time for trying to find um staff. So yeah, you can email me um and I'll definitely get back with you for sure. Um but just kind of the sooner I can you know interview people and get that process rolling um the better uh for them and uh, for camp, because also, you know, what I try to do, too, is try to get the staff out here who I'm potentially wanting to hire out here on a weekend just to kind of see how camp kind of runs with activities and that kind of thing, just for them to be able to see if this is something that they actually um, want to do. I don't really like to, um you know, dive in, and they have no idea what to expect, um, but I have a feeling that I'm going to get a lot of staff back from this past summer, so that's really exciting. That's really good. So, uh, yeah. And but I'm looking, you know, always looking to hire um, more people because I mean, camp impacts them just as much as it does the campers, um, which is always exciting.
0: Great. Thank you again, Susie. It's been a pleasure.
1: Thanks for having me. I really
0: appreciate
1: it. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. Wow. Susie is an inspiration, and I just adore her. She cares so much about the youth that she works with every summer. If I could choose someone to influence my kids that's outside of my family, that would be Susie. She is truly independent, and she's just a joy to know. So I'm glad you could join us today. Find Stacked Keys Podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes, or anywhere you get your favorite podcast listen. You'll laugh out loud, you'll cry a little, you'll find yourself encouraged. Join us for casual conversation that leads itself based on where we take it from family to philosophy to work to meal prep to beautifully surviving life and hey if I could ask a big favor of you go to iTunes and give us a five rating the more people who rate us the more we get this podcast out there thanks I appreciate it